Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is April 20th. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Reddy and PC has been conducting conference calls from past 10 days. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, please let our team know you're a newcomer and you put your camera on. You'll get a preference if you're a newcomer. Parikshit. Good morning, Rahul. Uh, this is Parikshit and uh, thank you for all that you do. Really appreciate that. Uh, I was uh, employed with uh, employer A in, uh, and then they did my green card in 2015, May priority date. And then I moved to company B in 2017. Um, Now I joined back company A Mm -hmm. and I see my priority date uh, is coming due in, in, in couple hopefully of so. Months, but hopefully so. Okay. Yeah, hopefully soon. But my mine was filed in EB three, and the priority date which is coming uh, soon is, is EB two. So can I uh, go ahead and ask them to apply for an I one forty EB two? No. If the labor certification has been filed under EB three, you cannot use the same labor certification to file an EB two. They will have to file a labor certification for you oh is it yeah uh, but it's it's the same job description everything is same if you file the labor in eb2 you can use it for eb3 though but if you file for eb3 you cannot use it for eb2 it's a very long story though okay so even though uh, uh, at the time of uh, my, my date becoming current, can can I do interfile at that time? <laughs> you're, you're playing the rules of cricket in soccer. Okay. Next person, okay. please. I think so. You need to re, you need to watch our videos every Tuesday. Okay. Uh, Next person. So mine, mine has to be completely filed again. Completely filed under, under, under fresh. Or else I wait yeah. for EB3 to become current. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be a long time. Next. So I will try to file EB2 for you. Next person, please. Indresh. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. This is Indresh. And in this call, I came today first time, but I'm fan of last 10 years watching That's all this, all your show, YouTube and TV. Yeah, there are sure, so sure. many. Yeah, and also I talk personally two times with one to one. And Sounds so good. I have, uh, I had uh, some uh, accident or jokes with me on airport. I was trying to go uh, uh, Mexico uh, yesterday, 
they returned me from uh, airport they said your wife is on payroll because we apply gc uh, 2020 october in ev3 and now mm-hmm. my company is ready to apply in ev2 so that's why my uh, i wanted to switch my wife h i e d hold on so they turned you back from the airport yes they said okay. uh, you don't have valid visa where do, where were you trying to go or come uh i try to go from uh, new jersey new uh, newark airport to mexico cancun okay so you mean to say the mexican authorities did not allow you to enter uh, no us authority not allowed to fly mexico they said you don't have valid visa so mexico is so not so the airport it's the airport people though not the Correct. cbp right but just right. go online and apply for a visa okay so you uh, so you say like uh, i i was watching all your i shows. tried we have tried many people with advanced parole we didn't had any problem i don't know why that particular people have you should say for you to enter into mexico you must have a valid permit to come back into united states your advanced parole is good enough for it yeah but they said the advanced parole yeah, every list. airport is different there are like 100 airports that fly to mexico so i don't know why that airport people did not allow you if they don't just um if you want to just apply for online visa you'll get it and you can go okay But so how it much tried, it was it was tried everybody else about yeah. 2 to 3% of the people are not allowed in we don't know why and okay. this is happen with only united i heard united is not allowing other rest i don't know i i would not say united because people from houston too and they, they did not have any problem okay oh Okay, okay so yeah so so just i so wanted yes. to check and mexico visa it's easy to get it or it's a different you can go online and file it uh, okay i you tried to get uh, anywhere i didn't get it any fmm this is your mexico visa or something else mexico visa okay mexico visa okay i will try to find it i didn't find anywhere online uh, mexico okay. visa okay sounds good then we we'll try it if not go apply manually okay okay thank you next person please they are allowing people on advance parole to go i don't don't have any problem but there are some people who are problem next person please tirisha hi rahul uh, thank you for your time so my question is my husband recently got his gc Mm-hmm. um just like a, a a week or 10 days ago uh but my i do not see any uh, update on my case nor do i have a gc nor do i have a gc ead so what do i do i mean i am currently on h4 and h4 ead so i am assuming my h4 ead doesn't work anymore so what my- yeah and um uh, there's nothing when did you file the 485 uh in october 2020 uh still the ead is not approved no still the ead is try not to raise a, try to raise a service request for the ead technically you are not supposed to work on it for ead yeah i mean i've already informed my uh, employer and uh, so i've stopped working technically uh, so is my payroll off and everything but uh, i mean what are my options i mean uh, i try to- i don't know how to expedite your case uh you can contact steven brown in our office to sue the uscis 
saying that your EAD is not valid. Your EAD, you can go for your EAD expedited thing in suing the USCIS. That's the best thing that you can do. And then what normally what they do is when you sue the USCIS on the EAD, they normally approve the green card. Okay. So you can contact Stephen Brown in our office. He's the right person for it. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, I, I mean, I wanted to raise a service request, but uh, I mean, I did a couple of times. Suing them, suing them would be appropriate. Right now. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Next question, please. Sridhar? Hi, uh, thanks Rahul taking for my question. Um, I'm, this is regarding the, my wife's EAD. I have applied uh, uh, H1B, H4, H4 EAD together. I mean, concurrently filed. When H- is her H4 EAD expiring? April 20th. It's already expired, April 20th. Oh, come on. You should have contacted us before, okay? Uh, so I'm planning to send her to you know India for stamping because my H1B is already approved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I say I saw, I read some blogs saying that uh, they will abandon uh, you know uh, H four and H four they will reject the H four uh, uh, application. Did she file the extension of status or did she file the change of status? Uh, extension of status. If she files the change of status, it will be considered to have abundant. Mm-hmm. If she files the extension, it is not considered as abundant. That's the reason people are getting confused in it. So she can go for stamping and come back and she can continue right. work. That's right. So the, her H4 EAD will not be rejected, right? No, it will not be rejected. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much. Next Prabha? person, please. Prabha? Yes. Uh, good morning, uh, Rahul. Uh, this is Prabha here. Uh, my question is uh, my mother-in-law uh, is visited first time in US in last mm-hmm. December. Mm-hmm. She's going back to uh, June 10. Her visa is from 2013 to May 2023. She can come back to US after two months. Please advise me, Rahul. We do not recommend people coming like that after staying six months because okay. it's a visiting visa. The purpose of it is only to visit United States. It okay. should not be seen as if that she's visiting India. Okay. So, so I would uh, recommend at least four months wait period. Four months. Okay. So at least. So she can come back uh, after four months. Uh, there like... are no hardcore rules of black and white in this one. It depends on the officer. Have I seen people who came back after one month? They're allowed in? Yes. Have I seen people who came back after four months? They were being denied entry. Very less chance, but there is a chance for it. Um, that's the reason I normally tell four months. Four months. Okay. Yeah. So she can uh, come to United States after four months. Okay. Yeah, that would be ideal. Okay. 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 Well, thank you, Rahul. Thank Jagwani Ankit. Hi. Thanks for taking the questions. Uh, I have a pending adjustment of status as a primary applicant in EB3. Mm-hmm. And my wife just got her I-140 approved in EB-1. Can I use transfer of underlying basis to switch to her I-140 in EB-1? In that case, I will move from principal and now I'll be a derivative beneficiary. We tried many times to do that. 
And not many times, I would say. I tried a couple of times, and we know cases where people tried by other people, they came to us. It takes almost five to 10 years. Sometimes we just drop it and file it again. Under your current circumstances, you're better off refiling the entire 485 application under EB1. Okay. Do you suggest to refile then? Yes. Okay. Because my uh, adjustment of status is pending in in uh, National Benefit Center and I thought by what's writing the them a letter. What's the what's priority date of your wife? My no, wife? Of, 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 the, of the primary applicant in this application. In the existing, the pending one is uh, mm -hmm. 20, June 2014. I'm refiling your application. Refiling. If you okay. write to them and then tell them, hey, consider this as switching those things. It's not that easy for them to do it though. When you're an officer in there, they have to do a lot of things in the database system to move from primary to dependent, dependent to primary. Only a higher level officer can do it. We've been very unsuccessful in this thing. Under okay. your circumstances, I would just refile the application. Okay. Thank you. Rama? Next. Rama? Hello, can you hear me? Hello, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, uh, okay. thank you. I can hear you. Go ahead. I have a question. Yeah. My priority date is uh, uh, January 14, 2014. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a question on extensions which has happened in 2016. Uh, sorry, 2017. Mm -hmm. We have a update in August 2016. But after four months, it transferred to California Center and it got approved after that. So what happened is four months after, right? So it gave validity after that. And I-94 is also same thing. After that, uh, I had applied H1 transfer, H1 extensions and everything is fine. So now the question is, we have some gap between those H1 extensions. So is that something we need to note when we are applying for uh, GC? Green card? Or something? And did you ever yeah. left the country and came back? After that, I, I didn't. So, so when you say the gap, this is TN or a H1 extension? H1 extension. So, so and we applied before H1. So you applied before, but the approval came in later on. The start date came in afterwards. Ah, that's common. That happens yeah. every time. You don't have to worry about it. And approval notice has the original receipt date. So You're it good. is uh, showing like- Not a uh, problem. I, so you applied in January, you got it approved in May, your H1B expired in February. Now it says May as a start date. Absolutely not a problem. Next person, please. Thank you. Wizard Khan. Hello, Rahul. Thank you for taking the call. So um, I have- uh, a um, a question about my uh, green card. So um, I, I'm working. I was I'm working with a company XYZ LLC. Twenty eighteen, they applied for my EB two. I one forty got approved. Okay, so all good. 
2020, with the EB3, you know, line moving ahead, they applied for EB3 uh, as well. Okay, I'm on 40 and I485. However, in beginning of 2021, there was a change in the company. They sold some assets, and the but they retained some of the employees. I was in, in, included in that, and the company legal name changed from XYZ LLC to ABC LLC. Okay, so um, the lawyer, uh, the attorney, did the uh, tax ID number changed? Uh, yes, pro most probably yes. Okay, keep going. Okay, so um, the, the the attorney mentioned that if there's a chance that uh, USCIS might not uh, approve uh, EB3 I-140, and that might affect EB2 I-140 as well. But USCIS finally did approve EB3 I-140, okay? So I have an EB3, approved EB3 I-140. Uh, What's your prior to date? Um, August of 2014. Mm -hmm. So the EB3 is approved now, but, but, it's approved in the previous name itself. They did not approve, even though the attorney- Did you, did you use the year in advance parole as of now? No, I have not. Okay, keep going. Okay, so, um, so, the, so they issued EB3 I-140 in the name of previous company. I got okay? it. Okay, um, even though the lawyer did make a case for success interest, asking them to change it to ABC, okay? So- That he, he fought- not, he did not do it when he filed it. He requested no, he, it later on. Correct. Okay, keep going. Okay, so now that is done. So they approved it. So that's done. Now my dates in EB2 became current, right? And what the attorney is saying is I was initially thinking that he's either going to interfile or refile, but he's saying that he wants to go back and tell them to amend the EB2 I-140 to the new name. Mm -hmm. And then? And then he's basically saying that we'll see what they come back with um, and, and just leave it like that. If if they approve I am, it, I, I am thinking of, because I want to play safe, because the tax ID number does not exist by the time your I-140 got approved. No, no, it, probably, it, it already did exist. But your job does not exist there. The job is same. Nothing changed in the job. No, you said tax ID number changed. Okay. So did the company, the tax ID number, did the job exist with the tax ID number? Remember that tax ID number is like a person. Okay. You change one wife to another wife. Oops, you need to have a divorce, right? So there was no filing of the refiling of the I-140 and 485 application when the tax ID number changed though. Correct. They approved it, even though he requested for amendment. That doesn't work. You have to file again one more I-140 application, which he did not. Right. I am playing a safer route right now. I will file an I-140 amendment for EB2 and file the 485 entry. Oh, so file the 485 again? Again, yes. Because the 485, it was filed and the company doesn't exist for six months after that. So it defeated the purpose though. You see my right. point? Right. So I'm I'm going to refile the entire I-140 in 485 for you. That would be a safest role. Okay. So and the same time because the uh, there's a priority date is correct. Right. You're right. Right now the priority date is correct. Okay. And then just one. Thank you so much, Rahul. And then this is one last question. What you mentioned is that um, if 
because he's he's currently mentioning that he's only going to ask for an amended I-140 and not 485 because he wants to interfile based on the EB-3. Uh, no, because I do not like to choose that option. Okay. I do not like to choose that option because uh, I, I, I do not like to, because if the I-140 falls down off the EB-3, the whole 485 should fall down. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That, that answers the question. Thank you, Rahul. Next person, please. Purnima. Uh, hi, sir. Uh, my name is Purnima. So I have um, uh, my current employer filed for my GC in June 2020 as a priority date. And my I-140 got approved like this month on 5th of April. So um, now I got like a full-time opportunity and um, uh, my um, company that uh, which has offered me is telling me that I don't need to stick to my employer for six months and I can still retain my uh, priority days, date as June 2020. Uh, do you think like, um, is that the option? There are a couple of things, man. Retaining the priority date is different. Okay. Extending the H1B beyond six years is different. Oh, so then it is good to stick with the uh, current employer. So at least like I need to No, make... no, wait, wait. So you can retain the priority date, but the problem is you can't, uh, uh, um, you can't extend the H1B. And if your spouse wants to get an EAD, he cannot get the EAD based on the I-140 approval. But you can retain the priority date. Oh, so uh, so uh, the main concern is like for the H1 extensions only, correct? So if I have to like also be eligible for the H1 extensions, then uh, what You're do not I... eligible for H1B extension if the I-140 has been withdrawn within six months. Oh, so then I need to make sure that it is not being withdrawn within six months, so I can use this right. priority so date. When you, because you only ask the priority date. Can you retain the priority date? Even if the I-140 has been withdrawn one month after it's approved, you can retain the priority date. But you cannot extend the H-1B, your spouse cannot get the H-4 yet. Oh, so if the current employer, I mean, if the uh, employer like who is offering me this full time, if they actually file my perm and I-140 again, and if that gets approved, then I'll be eligible to do that. Then you will be eligible, but you never know when they will do it. Okay. If okay. they do it, I don't know when your H-1B get expired. So I, I am, I want to pay cautious and I want to wait until the six months. I'll request the employer not to withdraw and join the client. Next okay. person, please. If if the employer actually uh, wish to like, you know, um, uh, with, I mean, my employer is saying that he will only be able to like hold it for two months, but not more than two months. So is there any rule like that? Or is it like completely a choice of employer? It is a choice of the employer. Oh, okay. Next person, please. Thank you. Indresh Kumar. They already asked. Indresh, I, yeah, I know, Indresh. I know what happened. It's definitely an accident though there. You'll have to try get the visa. That's all you can do right now. I'll try different airlines. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, So I didn't raise the hand. I don't know why it's... We just want, I just want to address the issue again. That's oh, the reason okay. I told Gayatri to... to okay. Um, okay, then. No problem. So, Rahul, Next. one more question. Like, uh, if hmm? I will try different uh, airlines, it's good. Can I try different airlines? Or you, can tr you, can tr you can try or just get a visa. That'll be easier, though. Okay. How much time take a Mexican visa? I don't know. I don't know. People say one day, people say one week. I am not a Mexican visa guy. Okay. I'm just a US visa guy. Okay. okay. The okay. people who did not allow you to enter is the Mexican guys, not the US guys. They have no link to it. Next person, please. Thank you. Prabhakar. 
Yeah, um, thank you, Rahul, for taking the call. Uh, so I think it's a very simple question, but most commonly also asked. Uh, so I have a <clears throat> approved I-140 on EB2, and uh, in November 2020, we applied for the adjustment of status, got the EB3 I-140 approved as well. What's the priority date? Uh, September 2013, which is uh, in EB2, it's uh, almost current. Mm -hmm. So uh, just 10 days, you know, here and there is different. Um, so my question is, I'm with employer A. Now, if I move to employer B, what are my options without, you know, disturbing this, you know, um, now, uh, since I have my EB3 140 approved, should I ask my employer A to file the, uh, uh, you know, um, the supplement? Um, if you move out of the company, though, mm -hmm. if you move out of the company, though, um, you have a, there is a good chance you may get stuck with EB3. That is the fear that I have. Mm -hmm. And irrespective of though, mm -hmm. I would like you to file the interfiling right now. Okay. I see. Because at the most you'll be stuck with, at the most you'll be stuck with e, EB3. That's a, that's a thing. So mm -hmm. I would, I would try to do interfiling immediately. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. And uh, follow up to that. So if we do the interfile, do we need to wait six months or? That, that, yeah, that, you have know? to wait for six months. That's what they're telling. I don't know where they come up with the rule. So it's not like, you know, physically present. It's just that word of mouth. You're hearing it. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, what? No, I was asking that, is, is it like, is it a rule or something like that? That this, this It's what they're saying, saying to us on the website. I see. But we don't find that rule anywhere. And we don't know how they are going to look into when you change to a different company. How do they know when did you change to a different company? Unless mm -hmm. you file an X485J supplement with the other company. So what I'm telling people like you is that if you file a 485J supplement, you're mm -hmm. moving to another company within 180 days. I'm mm -hmm. telling you not to file a 485J supplement with a new company. I see. Because why point out that you changed the company? I Leave see. it alone. Okay. And then after, Next, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Next person, please. Pradeep. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, thanks for your time. Uh, my question is regarding the 485J. So I moved from company A to company B using my EB3 GC EAD. And my uh, company B is uh, filing 485J for AC21 uh, next week. So uh, do I have to wait like again six months if I have to? No, 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 no. You don't have to. If you want to leave that job, want to join company C, you can do immediately. Okay, so uh, there is no rule like that. I have to wait for. There's so no rule. It's only what they're telling is that if you interfile using the EB, switching from EB3 to EB2, they're telling you to stay for six months. Not if you change the company. Okay, so for interfiling, is it like the original employer has to do the interfile, or can the company only only the um, uh, the interfile interfile is for everything? Okay, for eight five J is interfiling interfile. But if you want to switch to EB3 to EB2. Only the original employer that has the I-140 approval with EB2 can do it. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yes. Next person, please. Would we? Uh, this will be the last caller. Yes. Guys, I have another conference call. Yeah. Go ahead, guys. Uh, actually, in, in 2023 cap, actually, my wife and my, my one both have selected under lottery. So, is, is it correct to mention as a each other as a dependency or we turn mention as a dependency or export dependency? Both of you are on what visas? Right now, no, don't have visa. So we are going to H1 filing. Both have... Both so you, you are selected. in India right now. You don't have... You are in India right, right now. Yes. 
Yes, sir. Oh, you absolutely don't need to mention anything about your wife on your H1B application. Your wife doesn't have to okay. mention anything about on her H1B application about you. Okay, so so okay, we we only we have to mention our kids. That's it. We have both have kids. They they see when your when your lawyer or employer is asking about your wife and kids, it's only for them to keep it. On the H1B okay. application, there is no provision to give the wife's name or kid's name there. Okay. okay. When you get the H1B though, you can always take your wife with you, get them the H4. They don't need to be mentioned anywhere. Okay. You can take the kids though. Okay. So when, if the employer or the lawyer is asking you, are you married? Do you have a wife? Do you have a children? You can mention them. Okay. You can mention them, but you and your wife can okay. still file independent H1Bs, even though you mentioned your wife to the lawyer or the employer. Prithvi? Do you get okay. it? Prithvi, do you have any more questions? Prithvi, I can't hear you. Okay. Uh, thank you, guys. Um, the next conference call will be tomorrow uh, at 3.30pm. Uh, Sorry, we couldn't take all the people today. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.